Welcome to Science Fiction Monologues. Have an original work you'd like featured on Sci-Fi Monologues? Email me with streams of consciousness, letters, voice messages, or any other monologue-style story. Send your written or recorded story to tyler at tylersharris.com. Episode 19, Womb Dojo. I apologize for the distorted voice, but it is pivotal to my survival that I do not give away my identity or location. What I'm about to tell you will make me the target of very powerful people, and I cannot allow them to find me. My only hope is that this message makes it out to enough people to make a difference before it is too late. I was part of a small private research team created to investigate the actual effectiveness of Womb Dojo. By now, everyone has heard of the company, but when I was brought onto the team, it was still a fledgling business. The myth about putting headphones on a pregnant woman's belly and playing Mozart had long been debunked, yet Womb Dojo claimed to have a technology with the same effect, only successful. Josie Rykowski was the five-year-old musical prodigy they used as their proof of concept. Supposedly one of the earliest success stories of Womb Dojo, they claimed to have used their invasive technology to prepare her to play piano before her birth. They stimulated her fingers in a pattern that aligned with piano notes so her brain would associate the key she heard with the finger that would play it. They did this not by just playing music through speakers external to the mother's body, but inserting microscopic speakers into the womb. Their argument was not that babies wouldn't respond to music, but that the music needed to be played more directly and have a systematic purpose. This system is how they claimed Josie Rykowski had a neurological predisposition which allowed her to become a successful pianist at age five. According to Womb Dojo, their technology created this predisposition. It sounded ludicrous to anyone who listened to their business pitch, but there were other applications they found for Womb Dojo technology, all based on the idea of priming the baby to certain characteristics before its birth. In some cases, they stimulated the motor center of the brain to increase muscle recruitment and help the baby grow multitudes stronger. In another case, they used in utero exposure to multiple languages, after which the baby picked up speech at a younger age. There seemed to be no limit to what the Womb Dojo technology could do. Or so we thought. As I said, I was given the job of researching whether Womb Dojo was effective. By this time, Womb Dojo was already commercially available and sold to the wealthy elites. Assumption being, it would make the elites more elite. My team compared these children to children who did not receive any training from Womb Dojo, but had similar experiences after birth. Whenever possible, we also conducted in-depth interviews and analyses of the Womb Dojo children. Through my research, we discovered three main findings. First, Womb Dojo did not prime the children to any advantages after a certain number of years. After enough time, everything evened out. Josie Rykowski, for instance, was a five-year-old prodigy. However, by age 12, there were three children in the control group who caught up to her expertise. Second, any supposed success from Womb Dojo should probably not have been attributed to Womb Dojo at all. What separated success stories from non-success stories could be better explained by experiences after birth. 
Josie's piano prowess was not due to the three months of womb dojo, but rather to the three years of intense music lessons her parents put her through. Third, and most concerning, the children who were exposed to womb dojo were stunted in areas of development separate from the training goal. Josie's fingers may or may not have been primed to play piano, but because of the altered development in utero, she has a limited neuromuscular connection with her lower body. Videos show her sitting at a piano, but rarely show how she walks with an abnormal gait. Further, the children who were exposed to multiple languages before their birth were slow to develop written language skills. Whether or not Womb Dojo had the intended effect, the adverse effects far outweigh any potential benefits. I wasn't the only one conducting research on Womb Dojo. Whereas my research was on the effectiveness of the technology, there were private investigators looking into their large-scale contracts. One day, I had a chance to speak with a PI, and he told me Womb Dojo had a contract with the United States military to perform the procedure they claimed would increase muscle development. In simple terms, he said it was best described as a super-soldier program which would begin training recruits before they were born. I know how this sounds. I didn't believe it either, because a super soldier program is the fodder of conspiracies and comic books. But then the investigator I spoke with suddenly disappeared, along with three others who were researching Womb Dojo's records. This is why I immediately went into hiding, and this is why I'm sharing this information now, with hopes it will reach enough people to make a difference. It doesn't matter whether Womb Dojo can actually make super soldiers. What matters is how Womb Dojo might be able to convince young people that they are super soldiers. That they have been bred to be superior killing machines and follow orders from the highest bidder about who needs to be killed. Such brainwashing can be dangerous, not just for the hitmen they've trained, but an entire country. Because whether or not they are primed to be stronger or faster, the outcome is still the same. Government trained assassins. Companies like Womb Dojo are manipulative and dangerous. Worst of all, they think they are infallible and untouchable. To take tax dollars and use it to exploit the desires of innocent citizens, children no less, tampering with a human being when they are the most vulnerable is the most heinous crime imaginable. I'm not expecting anybody to go down to the Womb Dojo headquarters and launch an attack. Their security must be some of the best in the world. Our best hope is to hit them where it hurts by attacking their finances. If nothing else, don't trust any politician who claims Womb Dojo is beneficial or even safe. All my research suggests they are not the company they claim to be, and they do more harm than good. The government contract only lasts a few years, and we need to act fast to make sure it is not renewed. Make sure the government is aware of how even they are being manipulated by Womb Dojo. My greatest fear is that they will become too big to stop. After this message, especially if it is the last message I live long enough to send out, the fate of the company will be in the hands of its potential customers, or rather, its potential victims. Be careful, and good luck. Written by Tyler S. Harris with editing by Ashley Harris, performed by Tyler Harris.